0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Prime Subjective, your neighborhood podcast about Star Trek. You know, just, you know, your local neighborhood, what you go to down by the coffee shop in the McDonald's. Um, We're here to talk about two episodes of Star Trek tonight, the first being Galaxy's Child from... um, from uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, which is season four, episode 16. And the second being the fourth episode from this new season of Picard, which is called N- No Win Scenario. <clears throat> but before we talk about the trek, let's talk about um the our trek. Our trek through this our life, through <laughs> yes. this journey. Um, we've got I've got two our two of our regular panelists here with us. We've got Carrie Coleman Hinners.
1: Well, howdy?
0: We've got Michael Hanley. Hey, partner. We've got myself, chris newcomer. i'm i'm I' I am your host. Uh, I'm- <laughs> 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 and uh, so, Carrie, Carrie, how you doing? Yeah,
1: I'm doing great. And I just thought to tell you guys today about um so you know how it's annoying how you have to, like, eat three times a day. And uh, have like make dinner every day and think like, what am I gonna have for dinner? What am I gonna have for dinner tomorrow? What am I gonna like? It's exhausting. Like that's yeah. 95% of adulthood and, and being a human. Absolutely. I wish we were like snakes where you could just swallow a thing once a month. Wouldn't that be easier? <laughs> <clears throat> uh no? I came up with a thing that's called, I guess I'm working on my my uh, routine with you guys. I guess this is my my bit um no we came up with a thing that's uh where we don't exactly know what we're going to eat for dinner but we came up with like uh, themes for our evening so that at least it narrows it down for us because okay meatless monday taco tuesday everybody knows that so those were obvious but we also came up with wacky wednesday which means breakfast for dinner A non-typical dinner item for a dinner. That's Wacky Wednesday. And uh, we came up with Fun Food Friday. And um, that's where we eat food that's fun on Fridays. And uh, then we Um, came up with... Side question,
0: what food falls under the category of fun?
1: Well, anything that you think is fun, that would be fun to eat. So I was like, you know what would be fun? Jalapeno poppers.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: I didn't I didn't make them yet, but I had that idea okay um and uh, an S word Sunday which is really fun a uh, sword Sunday oh, okay great um so that could be any <laughs> s any food that starts with an s okay so anyway, I just I, I'm I'm open to other suggestions for themes of days, but that's what we got.
0: Um, um, slippery Saturday, all food you can't really quite get a grip on. So yeah, like
1: slippery food, slimy. Yeah, 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 yep, yeah. okay. mm-hmm. yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Mm. And then thirsty Thursday, just a full thirsty liquid, drink. full liquid, liquid mm. uh, day of eating, That's... drinking.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Mm. Or thirsty Thursday, but you take it the other meaning, and then everything you create has to be in the shape of very sexy people.
1: <laughs>
2: thirst
1: <laughs> thirst trap thursday
2: yeah uh-huh <laughs> thursday.
1: Yes. love it so that's yeah that's pretty. just a share that's just basically a share that i wanted to share with you guys good i
0: like that like a nice share michael how are you doing are you <laughs> yeah. having any uh food-based <laughs> days of the week
2: uh i am not actually me and my significant other have both been well she uh, uh for the past couple of days me today have been kind of fighting a cold actually, but uh before I drew ill, actually, I did uh spend some quality time with my family as we're building a Bookshelf for my brother um, and they're uh, you know, as they're because they're expecting. Uh sometime in June, which is very exciting. Got to hang out with my nephew number one a little bit as we were working on this bookshelf. The, there that'll be a gift for nephew number two. Um, and it was delightful. We made an entire weekend of it and it was so nice. Um, so no, I'm I'm doing doing great. But uh, you know, this uh this food stuff uh the the food stuff days that I'm hearing about that from Carrie's plan, actually, this sounds really fun. Mm-hmm. And I think I need yeah. to figure out something to do about this.
1: Yeah. It helps narrow things down.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah that. That's good. Yeah. Chris, how are you doing? Yeah, you did it. Okay, great.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm doing really well. Um, yeah. <clears throat> it's an- another Monday is upon us. So, you know, I got through the existential dread of going to work <laughs> uh, on a Monday on a day when the climate is doomed. But other than that, it's been oh, a great man. day. You know, uh, no, we're not doomed. We're just, you know you know, really close to doom. Um, but, um, uh, no, otherwise I'm good. Uh, when it comes to food days of the week, normally for me, it's trying to be like, quote unquote, healthy, healthy, you know, Sunday through Thursday. And then Friday, it's like, What's the most foul, but just beautiful, 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 tastes really good, horrible <laughs> for me thing I can eat?
1: Yeah, like
0: is there a pizza that like a slaughtered, you know, uh, boar can be on top of, wow. um, and the boar is pepperoni for eyes, you know, something like that. Um, so um, that's yeah. sort of how my Fridays go food wise. Mm. And so that's the intention. And really what ends up happening is that I buy a taking baked five-cheese pizza from Lidl and just throw whatever uh, I want on top of it. And that usually is, is pretty darn good,
1: mm-hmm. I will say.
0: Um or, of course, I go to the Bistro for Turf and Turf. And the Bistro, I mean McDonald's and Turf and Turf. I mean uh, double cheeseburger and, and nuggets. Yeah. yeah. And, mm-hmm.
1: and meat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Fun Food Friday. That yeah, sounds that's, like Fun that's, Food that's, Friday. It's I mean. very
0: fun food. And then it's a fun digestion weekend after that. But um. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, we're not here to talk about our dietary habits. If oh, you do have questions not. about those, you can reach us at PrimesubjectivePod at gmail.com. Hey,
1: did we even check our email today? Did anybody ask? Cool. <laughs> anybody-
0: any hey, I'll check it right now. Let me look. <laughs> hey. Um, um Prime Subjective Pod at Gmail. Let's see. Do we have any emails? We da, 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 do not. Da, da, da,
1: da, da. Yay. <laughs> to be
0: fair though, our, our episode just got released a couple. A couple days ago so
1: okay that's so true that, yeah
0: there's still there's still plenty of time for people to reach out um yeah. apologies mm-hmm. to crossroads Comedy who did remind us that we do in fact have a crossroads company email so sorry about that mike um <laughs> but you know right. everybody two. has
2: everybody has two emails
0: these days they're like mortgages yeah, yeah exactly yeah. or you're like my dad and you have 12 emails and then don't know which one to open and so therefore no one oh, yeah. can get in contact with you oh it's yeah. a whole lot of fun yeah mm-hmm. it's really good <laughs> So no, no questions from uh, our inbox is empty, but uh, feel free to <laughs> shoot your Star Trek questions to us. Shoot your dietary suggestions, your, your fun food days of the week or whatever they might be. We'd love to hear, <laughs> but uh, on that note, I'm going to, um, Oh, I guess we have a little Trek in the news. Cool. Um, trek, in I, the news. Which, trek in the news, Trek in the news,
2: Trek in Can the news, Trek in the news. Jingle. I'll work on it. Okay, perfect. Um,
0: so John DeLancey is on tour with the Curtis Institute of Music doing, uh, the soldiers. What is it called? The soldiers. I was just looking at this. Um, so basically he's on tour, like being the narrator for this classical piece of music. So it's him and just a bunch of incredible cool. Curtis musicians. And he's using his great John DeLancey voice to, uh, to bring life to this piece. And so I think they're touring the country. So if you're looking to catch him in person in a non track appearance, uh, check it out um and then maybe you can go to him into doing some cue at you after the show um ask him to like snap at you like that or, or what have you that would be my idea of getting cute you know like he
1: loves that i bet he loves that
0: <laughs> i'm sure he loves yeah having I people yell at him to snap.
1: It. <laughs> one time at a convention which is like i only went to a couple so like the one convention i went to uh i asked him a question that somebody else had already asked him before i got there so i didn't hear it um. that was he was like well i already answered that anyway oh. he wasn't nasty about it i just decided <laughs> yeah, I to like, oh
0: no maybe don't go see him create in this some
1: swing. sort of <laughs> i just decided <laughs> i'm just gonna start <laughs> something with him.
0: So he was really rude and then he kicked yeah. me in the shins. Um, <laughs> well, okay, that's our that's our track in the news. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump into the description. We've got two episodes yeah. we're going through.
1: Engage.
0: And we're gonna engage on this one. The first episode mm-hmm. we're talking about is Galaxy's Child from the Next Generation. Um oh, yeah. Or, or otherwise known as um, an incels love story. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, <laughs> <Aww>. Poor Jordy. <laughs> no, I, I mean, okay. I, mean, I mean, he is. Yeah. They they wrote him that way a little bit. I mean, I mean, Barkley yeah. was the true incel, I would guess, of the mm-hmm. of the the group. But I mean, mm-hmm. Jordy wasn't far off from where not Barton good was. luck with mm-hmm.
1: women. But as we do know, he does have daughters in the future. So he yeah, yeah,
2: made it with, work
1: with with Le- him
2: with Leah Brahms
1: perhaps. <laughs>
2: no do we think i don't think i don't she's married she is married in yeah she's married in the, the in the present timeline but i mean they did i feel like the new because because keep in mind um the, the the new episodes they are not clear about this but in the final episode of next gen all good things where picard jumps around in time geordie does identify his wife as leah not leah browns but he does say leah indicating that That's they did get weird. married in at least that alternate timeline and have kids so the fact that wow. he has kids now in this real time makes like me go is he married to leah because i don't That's like that I, I didn't like that in 94 i don't like that now but you know yeah, I That's like my Andy Rooney impression for the moment. Sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's let's talk about this episode let's before go. we talk about yeah
1: before we talk about things we don't like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the, the Enterprise <laughs> welcomes aboard Dr. Leah Brahms, um great, 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 great granddaughter of Johannes Brahms. No, but I wish she was. Ooh. Um, a lead designer of the Galaxy Class Starship engines. Chief Engineer Jordi LaForge, who also had previously used a lifelike holodeck simulation of Brahms to help save the Enterprise in Booby Trap, is excited to meet her, but is frustrated when she complains about modifications he has made to the engines of the Enterprise. LaForge also learns that Brahms is married, a fact not noted in the holodeck simulation. Uh, Brahms learns how LaForge previously saved the Enterprise, Enterprise and asks another crewman to show her the simulation. Alarmed, LaForge tries to stop her, but is too late. Brahm discovers the holodeck simulation and accuses LaForge of invading her privacy. Meanwhile, the Enterprise is attacked by a strange spacefaring This is more uh, germane to, to the episode of Picard. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, the Enterprise is attacked by a strange spacefaring creature that is nearly the size of the ship. Uh, taking defensive action, Captain Picard orders a low power phaser burst on the creature, inadvertently killing it scanning the creature data finds another smaller entity inside of it and the crew realizes the larger creature only attacked to protect its unborn Uh, the crew performs a cesarean section using the ship's phasers as a scalpel to free the newborn as the ship turns to leave the newborn attaches itself to the ship and begins feeding off its power systems imprinting on the enterprise as if it were the creature's mother as the ship's power supplies run low the crew finds a nearby debris field Uh, toward which the larger creature appeared to have been traveling and realize it would serve as a better feeding ground for the infant. Um, As the crew arrives at the debris field on the last of the ship's power reserves, they find they are unable to dislodge the creature. Worse, they also discover the creature is emitting radio signals, attracting more of its kind from the debris field, and they're heading straight toward the Enterprise. LaForge and Brahms put aside their differences and devise a solution, altering the frequency of energy to, quote-unquote, sour the milk causing the infant to leave the ship and join the other creatures. Um, as the Enterprise's power is restored, LaForge and Brahms make up and determine they can still be friends. Um, rather quickly, I will I will add, that little, yeah, it's at the end there. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, it's fine.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like this episode for talking about it with our Picard episode because of the whole birth of a space entity and the vacuum of space um i'm sure it's not the only episode in all of star trek i'm sure this has been done at least one other time they mentioned farpoint which would have been more similar to what happened in this picard episode because they come in like weird anomaly turns into like a weird jellyfish creature or something yeah Yeah. Mm yeah um
0: I do uh, like, yeah, I like that part of it. I like the part that ties into Picard. I, I, you know, uh, um, it isn't fun to watch Geordi struggle through interactions with women. I will say I didn't enjoy that part. And also his actions. Not incredible. Like his, uh, I don't know that I would have, I don't know, I would have given a pass that I would have forgiven him for that. You know,
1: Geordi comes on real strong. He yeah, comes on uh, real strong. And this is not to the my first episode <laughs> they gave him uh, coming <laughs> on too strong to somebody that he was yeah. trying to date. Like, um, I don't know how I would feel if I was on that date. Um, I try well, and, to and, then about his, it.
0: His, and then his impassioned monologue. It's like, I just reached out trying to be a friend to you. It's like, no, you no, you inappropriately her. created yeah, her yeah.
2: On, the, on the holodeck. You could maybe <laughs> apologize for that or, you know, it, take. It, it felt weirdly gaslighty, you know, yeah. the way it's, it's like, well, I was just, you know, yeah. like the last time I do someone a kindness, basically, I invited you yeah. over for dinner and stuff. Just like, yeah. that's not why you did it, buddy. Come on no
1: they didn't at the same time though like i guess in his defense they didn't really imply anything sexual on the holodeck just more like he was clearly in love with this hollow
2: right right
1: character but it's still still creepy because you know if there were holograms and holodecks people would be using them for sex like that's an obvious thing that's just just like obvious.
2: Well, um, I feel but... like Leah even assumes that's what's happening. Honestly, I feel like you know, I, I I think she sees this and assumes it's even worse than it looks. Basically, yeah, I would. Well, yeah, then she and she I said would. herself,
0: she was like, "Well, how do I know what other programs you have that yeah. feature my likeness?" And and it, it goes back to the whole thing, like with that episode with Barkley. Like, why is it okay to recreate your coworkers in a in a holodeck? It feels yeah. like it shouldn't be. It feels like that should mm-hmm. be a same There should be some. some...
1: Kind of rules uh surrounding holodeck uh, use (laughs) and who you can uh um create and who you can't there should be some privacy
0: yeah uh, if you're you're working through something with somebody then you get like a dispensation from counselor troy and she says yeah yeah. here's the override you're allowed to create Riker Mm because he's making you feel bad you can go in there and you know, flog him 20 times or whatever you need to get over this. Probably something <laughs> yeah. more therapeutic than that.
1: <laughs> this episode's obviously clearly before Facebook or Googling had been invented because he, no if idea. it was now, he would have known every single little detail about this person. Uh, it would have been easy. So apparently, Star Trek could conceive of a lot of things of the future. They couldn't conceive of
0: that a part. <laughs> in some future. ways i feel like maybe it's a reflection of like we our generation is all extremely online with like we had like zangas and we had our myspace pages and we all our thoughts are yeah. out there but i feel like gen z is not quite as i mean they might have weird tiktoks but they're not like here's yeah. every thought i've ever had written they down in a timeline maybe
1: hmm. related to like their parents at this point like, right. that's something that <laughs> yeah. <old> people do <laughs> right like facebook my mom's on facebook so i'm not
0: it's funny, I'm not really even on Facebook. My mom is on the people on Facebook that I go on there for are my mom and my my boyfriend who's not like an old person. he's 35, but he's like he loves Facebook still for some reason. It's really still still his jam. So good for him. He you hasn't, know? He's, he's an old he soul. He hasn't been jaded
1: by it yet. Just give him, you know.
0: I think it's more that shot. he's like a sixteen-year-old, six hundred year old swamp witch in a 35-year-old oh, man's body. And so she's Definitely. just like, ah, how to use Facebook. That's more the, the speed <laughs> of what's going on. <laughs> um i was it's hard
1: to tell in this episode like usually there's an a story and a b story i don't know which was the a story and which was the b story in this episode because they both had equal yeah weight to me
2: yeah i would agree and
1: how did they relate they're so different from each other but so how do they
2: yeah the, the the two stories don't really have any kind of thematic significance together aside from it's an engineer problem that the two of them kind of have to work out together. Um, uh you're definitely yeah you're right i'm gonna make an arbitrary decision the episode is called galaxy's child i feel like that's more a reference to the yeah. uh, the, the the space baby so therefore the space baby is the a story okay
1: okay it's well, completely I arbitrary Maybe they it's were trying the, to yeah. infer some sort of poetic metaphor i'm no they're not <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> they, yeah. I, jordy they're just like look how awkward jordy is when he tries to date isn't that funny
2: yeah, hilarious. It's, like, uh, <laughs> it's it's like unrequited love is galaxy's child because it's also it's immense, but also unknowable, or something like that. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well, right, apparently, uh, you know, I don't think it, I think re- reception wise, I don't think I don't think people were super in love with this episode when it came out. Uh, it seems. Oh, no? oh okay. It seems got a couple it's, mixed reviews, um, but related to what watch. we're saying, like people were saying like. I don't know if we should feel bad for for Jordy, you know, or feel sympathetic, which yeah. I I which props to people in the in the '90s, who we would have thought maybe they were like, "Nah, sure,
2: you know, he's yeah, the man," sure. so I guess it's it's, fine. it's 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 and and and, and I like this episode, cool. yeah, <laughs> and I and I like this episode because I like Leah Brahms as a character a lot. I think this is only the yeah. second of two times that we saw, well, aside from Lower Decks, uh, uh you know, a couple of months ago, um, uh, but uh, I think that you know it kind of threads this kind of weird needle of like where next generation was a show that families could watch so it was definitely so all the stories are kind of told in terms that like young people can really get but you know sometimes it's a thing where it's someone who is as as old and hypothetically experienced as Geordie, it just makes you go like Jordy, have you talked to a person mm-hmm. before? I don't know. This just seems odd to me. Like romantically, like, I don't know. This just seems odd to me what you're doing, you know?
0: I think the part where they tried to like make that okay or bring them together on that same point is when Leo was saying, oh, you know, sometimes I feel more at home with, you know, engine circuitry than I do with people.
2: Sure. And I want, sure.
0: what I wanted there was Jordy to be like, hey, you know what? Me too. But he was mm-hmm. like, well, maybe you just haven't met the right people. And I was like, no. Yeah, he's
2: yes. Yes. I, yeah.
1: I remember this episode as being awkward for Jordy, but I hadn't watched it in a long time. And I was like, this is cringier than I remembered. I was like fighting myself to fast forward through the scenes. <laughs> like, I can't watch it. I can't watch I can't watch. I
0: mean, about it, I do yeah. love a cesarean section performed with the the uh, phaser, phaser banks. I mean, that's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. could-
1: yeah. Was, Good job, um, Doctor
0: Doctor Crusher. You know, space Caesarian.
1: Yep. Um, what other uh, episodes can you guys think of besides this one and Farpoint that has a a being that actually lives in the in space? That there was, I remember uh, there's a Voyager episode where they were trying to mate with Voyager. Like yeah. there was mm-hmm, things uh-huh. trying to mate with Voyager. Mm-hmm. I can't remember mm-hmm. exactly what when. That was in the series.
2: That's very early on because that's a Kess episode. That is uh Kess uh is mm. going through her um Oh yeah. Yeah, yes. her, um, it all like,
1: comes back to me now.
2: Almost like pond Far as such. Her, her, yeah. Yeah. Basically, or yeah, like her, her, her fertile Ponfar. period. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's because it's being spurred by this nebula or cloud that's also populated yeah. by like a horny nebula. Yeah. Then
1: she like tries to mate with Neelix. It's awkward. Yes.
2: (laughs) yes <laughs> um there's a next gen episode called tin man um yeah. which is about a uh and there's a you know there, there's a, a giant like a little shell creature guy basically with huge like organic weird corridors that there's an empath uh like a, a betazoid who is trying to get close to it and uh there's a they have to they have a race with the romulans basically mm-hmm. to get to it and everything that's that, that that that's another good one i feel like they didn't do this very often but it's always something i love because I love. I love when Star Trek really highlights the like the weirdness of like the job of being in Mm -hmm. Starfleet where it's just like we're, you know, exploring a nebula and all of a sudden there's, you know, horny, you know, space dwelling, you know, things basically they're trying to mate with the ship or like things like that. Um, But I especially like in this episode after the C-section where um everyone's basically just like you know picard is like you know proud of everybody and glad we came up with this and it's basically just like well you know job well done you know like this this is what we do you know like every day you know like something like this um i just love that like that weird mix of um the the, the craziness but also the way they treat this is basically just like well it's not what i was expecting to do today but you know it's kind of long lines of what we do every day this is pretty cool i really enjoy that a lot
0: <laughs> i think we're forgetting one of the the biggest sort of space living creatures, uh, from, from all of this, there's two I can think of now. One is, um, that crazy thing that destroyed all those planets and space stations trying to talk to the humpback whales, humpback whale. And then the other is the crystalline entity. Oh yeah. That was obviously not a friendly space creature, but Mm -hmm. that certainly is Mm -hmm. one uh, a prominent one from, from next gen who gets murdered Mm. by uh that lady who also doesn't like data.
2: Um, (laughs) And the original series has the uh, the doomsday machine, the giant ice cream cone that eats mm-hmm. planets.
1: <laughs> right, I forgot that was an entity that wasn't um, some weird man made thing. So what the, was it? Like some sort of man made thing? Was it? Was
2: yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, it's right there in the title, I guess. Machine. I, I mean, I didn't put that together just now. Yeah, I guess it wasn't a life form. It was a device huh. that
1: just got bit worse. It just like kept getting worse, and where it started out. Not as bad, and it snowballed, maybe something like yeah. that. Like, yeah, Am I just making this up?
0: No, that sounds. I that only, sounds. Yeah, no, that sounds right.
1: I only remember like the big giant heads that always came that came to talk to him. It is maybe is the big <laughs> giant head the one that sent him to fight the Gorn?
2: Uh, I'm, I'm mixing I, up
1: episodes. I <laughs>
2: think so, possibly. Yeah, I think so. There's also an original series episode where they fight a gigantic space amoeba. That's really cool.
1: Mm. Uh, so, listeners, if you uh, want to correct us, if you have any more ideas, uh, s- uh, s- <laughs> prime subjective pod <laughs> at gmail.com.
0: <laughs> I did, some some of these some of these things from the reception of this are interesting. Uh, one one uh, Michelle Green from Trek Nation wrote um, the storyline involving Picard's relationship with the alien was the episode's redeeming grace. Because otherwise, it's sort of derailed by the stuff with Geordie. Yeah. And then she's saying, couldn't we have a bit more celebration of Brahms's genius fixing the problem rather than a pity party for LaForge and his fantasies of the girl of his dreams?
2: Right. I, I mean, that's that, that is point. a fair that is, point. That's a fair that point. Is- I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that weird thing that happens where, like, Mm -hmm. Jordy is one of the main characters. You know, we love Jordy, yeah. But like, what he's going through in this episode is probably not as interesting as what Leah Brahms is like doing in this episode. You know, it's it's yeah, yeah. Kind of agree with that. Kind of agree with that.
1: I guess. I guess now I'm still hung up on what these two storylines if they relate to each other at all or just plot wise
0: i don't think that they do i don't think think that that they they do do.
1: if anything i'm thinking maybe it's just the the standard under learning how to understand each other better which is like at its best best when this happens
0: yeah at its best when this happens (laughs) it's like the the crazy alien thing is the thing forcing us to uh, explore our hu- human experience you know this one being right. you know a relationship yeah. thing or, or survival and i yeah. think this is just not a not as successful a version of that
1: yeah i can I almost can see that.
2: yeah i can almost see a thematic echo uh of the baby uh the the big baby Uh, latches onto the enterprise because it kind of imprints on the enterprise basically and kind of assumes Mm -hmm. it's its new mother you know and that's why it starts draining its systems much in the same way that Geordi basically gets the wrong impression of Leah Brahms because of a limited frame of reference I suppose
1: and he gloms onto her and she can't shake him off and she has Mm -hmm. to uh, spoil his he, she has to by start, telling
0: him she's married. Boil his dreams,
1: <laughs> Just shoot him down, just like she spoiled the milk.
2: Okay, yeah. we figured
1: it out, guys.
2: I'm, uh, okay, I'm, them. I'm <laughs> wondering if a man or a woman wrote this episode. Oh, wait, we can find, just, out was, find out let's find out. I was just tele- I'm a just story
0: ki- by Thomas Cartosian. Tell a teleplay by Maurice Hurley. Oh
2: okay. yeah. Uh so. yeah.
0: Unless Thomas and Maurice are
2: ladies' names in the nineties, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty yeah. sure Maurice. I'm I'm pretty sure uh, Maurice Hurley's lawyer. Please, please cover your ears, Vic. I'm pretty sure Maurice Hurley is actually behind the scenes, kind of one of the kind of person who the most people have the most nasty things to say about from the making. of Oh, action. really? Yeah, I
1: think he so. He wrote a lot of Star Trek.
2: He wrote a lot of Star Trek. Yeah, but oh, yeah, uh, person. Personality wise, and you know, producer wise, basically, I think I, I want to say. Um, oh, this is you know what? Forget, I said, for, 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 Forget I said that. He did pass away. Forget He passed away in
1: twenty fifteen. Why? The, the, well, this you is don't conjecture want to speak based on... the <laughs> No, well, no. He, inter- I, he did
0: introduce I, the Borg, so without him, we
2: wouldn't he, have the Borg. So, and he, he and blame for the firing of Gates McFadden. Oh shit. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. That <laughs> that was the tidbit I was looking for, in the sense of like, please let me be right about right. this, because if not, then I'm I'm <laughs> impugning. Okay. A, <laughs> now I understand. A, a, Y'all, a I
0: love man, I love but... nerds, and I love that all this is in Wikipedia because we got a line that says, mm-hmm. Executive producer Rick Berman recalled that Hurley had a real bone to pick with McFadden and did not like her acting. Okay. Yeah. Well, so he left because the series she wanted after to second be season.
1: a strong woman who knew how to do things and not yeah, like I think uh, maybe that's
0: the case. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sexualized or be just yeah. the girlfriend to the captain?
0: I yeah uh, yeah yeah I um uh, I I can't speak yeah. to his uh his uh desires and wishes but it seems like, you know, the show was better for when he took some time away from it, you know? But hey, he well, also produced Baywatch Nights. So <laughs> wow wow and kung fu the legend continues oh dear and diagnosis murder oh wow oh dick Uh, Dick van dyke's the best yeah but
1: before before we move on there was one other thing in this episode that nothing to do with the writing of this episode when they say on screen and they show the alien that's on the hole. But then they zoom out and show where the alien is on the ship. Where the heck is that camera to get that angle? Oh,
2: that's a great question. Of yeah. that
1: alien. I mean, if because, they were thinking
2: of
0: covering their asses, they'd say it was a probe or something they shot out. But I mean, they just.
1: No, you, that's that's too much work to just say on screen. They'd be like, hold on, let me get the <laughs> drone out. Uh, it just like switches to that camera. But there's that camera would be in space to get that angle.
0: Well, so they were parked at a space 7-Eleven. And so that was the feed from the the parking lot. So that was just one of the the security cameras. That makes sense. Um, Solved. I solved it. Just think about it.
1: Just think about that, guys. Next time you're watching Star Trek and they say on screen, where's the camera?
0: You know, I thought I've thought that many times, actually. Like, that that that's a, that's a fair point that I have often thought, and then had been like, no, <laughs> just put that away so you can enjoy the episode. Yeah, suspend your disbelief <laughs> about that. Um, yeah. Well, let's talk about this next episode of Picard, uh, episode four from this newest season, uh, no-win scenario. <clears throat> um, Vadik, played by Amanda Plummer. Who is a changeling Mm -hmm. contacts her superior and is ordered to pursue the titan at all costs doing so in the nebula requires disengagement of the portal technology so they throw that to the wind after sealing it and and, uh, destroying that um that recruitment center with only a few hours of power remaining on the titan Riker admits picard was right and suggests he spends his last moments bonding with jack in the holodeck picard and jack tell each other some of their adventures but are joined by Shaw, who bitterly recounts his experience as a Starfleet engineer during the battle of, you guessed it, Wolf 359. We
1: all guessed it.
0: <laughs> we did kind of all guess it. When mm-hmm. Picard had been assimilated by the Borg and was attacking the Federation, Riker, Beverly, and Picard form a risky plan to use an energy pulse from the Nebula to recharge the ship's systems. Shaw and Seven help them succeed, and Seven identifies and kills the Changeling imposter. Uh, The Titan damages the Shrike on their way out of the nebula, (laughs) now with many (laughs) jellyfish-like space creatures. As they warp away, Picard realizes that he briefly met Jack five years ago earlier and inadvertently dismissed his attempt at uh, connection. Alone, Jack has vivid hallucinations of a destroyed world and a voice saying, Find me! Um, Which was super creepy as hell. Um, No, I really enjoyed this episode, though. I don't Mm -hmm. know about you guys yeah,
1: there was something about that uh that um the uh, description that you just read that I think made some assumptions that weren't okay. necessarily clear to me. um first of all, it wasn't clear to me that Picard remembered Jack. it was it just seems like they were showing us what happened and Picard was looking at Jack, but it wasn't to me I it took it I like took it
0: that he remembered him i i he did look like he had realization in his eyes.
1: I did as well. I, I, but I could read that also as I just saw these creatures being born, and I'm looking at my son right now and having some sort of um, emotional moment of realization that maybe he didn't know his son, he wasn't there at the birth of his son. Like it could have been other explanations to me. It just felt like that was an explanation to the viewer, but not anyway. I'm just saying, I get, I get it. I could buy it, but it wasn't that clear. Okay,
2: for me, and yeah, I, for me, the, in- yeah, the the intercutting of the flashbacks, um, kind of really underlining the point. I I, I felt for me were strongly suggesting that Picard was kind of having a moment of realization, um, mm-hmm. you know, that's specifically of that moment, uh, which is mm-hmm. a weird kind of random encounter to remember, honestly, you know, like even.
1: Yeah, um, how would you remember but, that? Yeah. I w- that that was a frustrating scene where they wouldn't let him eat his fish and they kept interrupting him.
2: Yeah. All I could think <laughs> all, all I could think is like it's got to be fish. Yeah, I don't want cold. So fish. cold. How long is he talking? 45 minutes. Come on. Let the man yeah. eat oh, his fish.
1: man, let the man eat his fish.
2: <laughs> man. Um and also, too, I mean, I I forget. Did Beverly make it clear to Jack that Picard knew of Jack's existence because I feel like Jack would know going into that situation that Picard did not know who this person was. I
1: think so too. I think yeah, that was yeah. implied that he did it, that he knew that Picard did not know.
2: Yeah. So you know, I know it's hurtful, but you know, I don't blame Picard too much for saying something like that. He doesn't you, know who he's talking to.
1: And you're in front of an audi- an audience of Starfleet officers. You want to say the Starfleet thing, like,
2: yeah, I regret
1: no. not having a family, kids um
0: yeah it would be weird to do that to not toe the party line and be like you know star trek is my fam i mean starfleet is my family
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: there was something else that 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 popped into my mind as you things often do um like like a moment like a weird strange moment where i wasn't even talking about star trek or thinking about star trek it just was like huh just popped like that how did how did Beverly a doctor in the future get accidentally pregnant?
2: Um
0: <laughs> Maybe she thought Does she was just past a certain age and didn't think it was a, a possibility.
1: to me. Well, if you're a doctor mm-hmm. in the future, you take your birth control hyposprays and you've got sure. a real handle on that. Like yeah. you've got a solution for everything in the future and especially Beverly crusher. So if she got pregnant accidentally by Picard,
0: well maybe it wasn't. I feel accident. like birth
1: control would be a hundred percent effective in the future. I'm just like it's a weird, it's a weird loophole that I'm not
2: yeah just thought of. Maybe there had been some recent ruling in the federation that overturned or outlawed. <laughs> <absolutely>. <laughs> Very maybe she was know, currently prevalent intensity. and accessible oh, for, form yeah. of birth control, and yeah, mm-hmm. that I mean, I, that, I, I'm I'm just spitballing here because I'm not taking inspiration from anything, but uh, you know, I feel like yeah maybe, mm-hmm. you know. that, well, that had mm-hmm. nothing
1: to do with that episode. I just had to get that off my chest.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I mean, it's the the math a little fuzzy on all of that. uh I would say <laughs> the
1: math's fuzzy.
0: The, <laughs> the math, math is, is really fuzzy on it. Fuzzy. But I mean, I'm taking it like, you know, uh, like a soap opera, like, you know, Luke and Laura are reunited for 20 years with the child they had, you know, in an 80s episode of General Hospital. Like, that's my Mm -hmm. vibe with it. I'm like, I'm just being cool about it. You know, I'm not trying Mm -hmm. to like.
1: Well, it made me think that maybe it could be just some sort of space alien baby. Like, just beamed into her body. I don't know. Anything could happen on Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anything could happen on Star Trek. Literally so
0: it's true
2: so i mean
0: would explain why me? he's having weird crazy visions that have him <laughs> are taking him i don't know if you've seen the next episode but you, uh, just i'll just leave it at that yeah. visions yeah yeah. yeah.
1: definitely mm-hmm. visions oh that was the other part of that description that he said jack was having visions of a destroyed world which i didn't really understand i don't really agree with that
0: it looked like yeah something behind him was just like yeah, growing into the wall something
1: was mm-hmm wrong, bad, growing, but I don't know. They said destroyed world in that description. I like, I don't think that was clear if that was true.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you should write a letter to the good nerds of Wikipedia. Okay. I'm making too many assumptions in there. Uh, okay, summaries.
1: I mean, you know what? Maybe I will. Well, I'm going to use <laughs> prime subjective pod at gmail.com.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're making us look like assholes out
2: there <laughs> yeah i wanted it to be like Do you
0: remember that sorority letter from that university of maryland sorority head uh um that went out to like that went viral it was like this letter that was like put oh, yeah. a fucking hat and sit on it because you're about to lose your fucking like it was she's just like
2: those, <laughs> <laughs> isn't that the one that for film <laughs> It was that the one that horrible. Michael Shannon did a, a reading of after the I, fact? Like I after think it went might viral, I Yeah, I think it mm-hmm. might have been. But
0: it is—it is really like, yeah, it's rough. So I want you to write that style of letter to the to the, to the Wikipedia Trek nerds. Um, I think that'd be great. Just let them have it. Okay.
1: Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and tell them they're just not being cool when Theta is around. You know what I mean? That's what. Dear
1: I Wikipedia, <laughs> I will not give you two dollars today, and here is why. <laughs> Wait, we gotta talk about her uh, Vatic cutting off her hand and turning it yeah, into
2: a That was nasty. What is
1: that? Oh what does that mean? Is she full shapeshifter or just her hand?
0: Yeah, I, I I all I know is that maybe technology for like, you know, we've gone from thumbprint to face print and now mm-hmm. it's just full, full hand. Uh full just human, full, hand. full just evil hand to go and you know, have a, a floating yeah. mask that looks like something from like a Transformers. Or you know, 80s cartoon villainy kind is of it, zone.
1: Yeah, like, and is it is it like a f- telephone, or is her that actually her hand talking to her, or
0: maybe it's just connected back to the Great Link or something? And the Great Link is you're, just like
2: really like often turmoil or something. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Wait, we're we're suggesting that someone literally did talk to the hand?
1: Yeah, I think she's talking uh, to because hand.
2: the face wasn't listening. Oh. Yeah and yeah, the face wasn't listening.
1: The hands, the faces are listening
2: oh uh, this is
1: why it ex- remember last week we were like the goo is different it's kind of fleshy so i think yeah. we're starting to find out why that was a creative choice because they are different they are a little bit mm-hmm. more fleshy we,
2: we see lots of changeling effects in this episode and it looks it definitely looks very fleshy it also looks kind of like Pizza sauce kind of traveling around the ship, honestly. It feels very cheesy <laughs> and bubbly.
1: Seems gross. Like, ew.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely. Yeah. I mean, I
0: knew the minute yeah. they sent up um uh Ensign LaForge or Lieutenant LaForge, I forget what her rank is. Um, I was like, well, she's definitely the the changeling. Oh
1: yeah. The yeah. changeling, that well, was a stupid decision on the part of the changeling. Why would you be the pilot who is flying yeah, the ship?
2: <laughs> and 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 also I feel like just playing not a good plan in general because even for for some reason Seven and Shaw don't even do this, but like someone pops in unexpected and basically just like, hey, can I help? Like, okay, hold on right there. Hey, Bridge, is uh is is Lieutenant LaForge up there? Yes, she is. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh it's like one of those things like like wouldn't they check they know there's a change? No, channel. They yeah. knew, yeah.
1: oh, you know? they did they she um she called up Riker. They didn't you didn't hear it. She said Riker. And then he said copy that seven. And that was the moment. Oh, I know. She oh. Said, don't send anybody to us. Right. Nobody. Right. So they right. knew that whoever was gonna walk in.
2: Was no, no, the no, yeah. I, changeling. Completely agreed. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's what they're doing. I feel like from the changelings perspective, it feels dumb for oh, them yeah, to do that, that and changeling. not believe that maybe they have some sort of contingency plan for, you know, you know, they're clearly paranoid about changelings being all over the ship, but they're not I'm going paranoid. to
1: I'm paranoid. I'm paranoid and I trust no one. I think everyone's a exactly. changeling. Yeah. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I'm like the whole ship mm-hmm. is changed. Everybody's changelings. So there's nobody mm-hmm. to trust.
2: <laughs> yeah. Whenever well, whenever mean, someone says something that's in direct opposite to something you said the other day, I'm always just like, "Oh, ah, changeling." Yeah.
1: Changeling.
0: Yeah. It's not to... that they no longer like chocolate ice cream. They're they're freaking changeling. Um, exactly. Yeah. I mean, like,
1: what do you mean you don't like girl gray tea <laughs> hot? Kill him! <laughs> Kill him!
0: <clears throat> he can't even bleed to show he's not a changeling because he's he's a synthetic life form now, right? Or can he bleed? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think we people are him acting the...
1: all like he's really Picard. <laughs> he's <No. laughs> synthetic. Synthet. <laughs> he's not real, guys. He's an android. People are ah, but what is real?
0: <laughs> really Picard. Pathetic. Yeah. That's really funny. Yeah, I have thought about that a lot. I'm like,
2: so we're just going with the premise this robot
0: dude is okay,
2: cool, 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 cool. I, feel like, I, I, I want it, but I feel like it would ruin the moment if basically at one point, you know, Picard would just be like son. He'd be like Jack would just be like, I'm not your son, you dumb robot. Like,
0: You're stupid.
2: So I'm robot. just over the top
1: you could or they bring back like a
0: classic simpsons age. gag remember remember left of <laughs> simpsons lisa's wedding where they're in the future and then all the robots when they start crying their heads just explode oh I yeah that'd be a fun little like what <laughs> if the card died that way <laughs>
2: yes.
0: this dude
1: can't die i he don't understand what card at this point
2: well no i didn't say really is... would keep the secret for me of course you know you're a robot <laughs> She, she, she never told it to you because
0: you weren't alive then. You're a one year old. Um, <laughs> <true>. <laughs> um, but also, Poor did guy. they say when they built him into this new new thing that he's just going to live out his what would have been his normal lifespan without? That's you know, what the, they um, said. But disease. you
1: know, if you got a screwdriver and a you've read a engineering book,
0: that's true. Get Jordy on the anything. case. He'll uh, he'll yeah. adjust the parameters. You know, not to specification, mm-hmm. but he'll make it run better. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I mean, I would do it. I would upload my consciousness into a robot body. Would you? I, I wouldn't even blink. I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Okay.
0: You'd be like, bye, Scott. Bye, Arlo.
1: No,
0: like, hurts. Mine, too. I, I'm with you on that.
2: <laughs> I don't mean to get on a tangent here, but I do feel like, well, one, I have a dog barking. I apologize about that. Uh, but the second thing is... Um, Uh, I feel like, you know, if I were, I don't know, Catherine Janeway, I'd be pretty upset because like, let's look at the history of like Star Trek captains, Captain Kirk, basically how does he you know like what happens at the end of his life well he time travels into the future and teams up with captain picard and saves the universe one last time what happens to captain picard well he gets transferred into a robot body and he lives (laughs) like significantly longer what happens to cisco he becomes one with the prophets and becomes you know like you know a guardian Uh, of the celestial temple
1: What happens buried in paperwork she's just she's in paperwork (laughs) (laughs) she's got so many pads on her desk inbox (laughs) inbox just keeps filling up janeway is the nancy pelosi
0: of the
2: 24th century she's like i'm just doing the
0: thing i'm still doing the thing (laughs) i guess it's
2: just such a like what's your reward catherine like i got promoted
1: yay that's good for her yeah i mean yeah yeah i mean she does love the job yeah they don't have other than cisco though they do not give good like relationships to the yeah. leaders of well, just, the Enterprise I, guy I, came
0: back right didn't 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 Hatcher what's his name. I never get his name right. His name is Bakula? Scott Bakula Didn't <laughs> Scott Bakula <laughs> not that he had love interest, but he came back like, fine. He didn't like ascend
2: to any because he because they ended his series abruptly. So he just was fine because like yeah he was just fine. He was just a, yeah he just did the thing. I'm just saying like three captains basically becoming you know not immortal but like you know immortal adjacent at least traveling around the timeline and then a fourth one basically getting a promotion and she happens to be a woman i just think that's the wage gap that's all i think. well also i think that uh, collectively the one who's traveled most in time is janeway she traveled yeah it's true it's It's true you know what you know what that's a good point so like sitting still and basically going to a job every day where she's like i'm not time traveling anywhere that's got to be Amazing for her. She so already time I traveled from it.
0: a different timeline to the past to infect the board collective. Yeah, um as an as the admiral, and then yeah. so I think I think you know I think she's got true. she's well she's back
1: in the Delta quadrant looking for Chakotay. If you believe Prodigy, that's what she's it's up true. to. I think that yeah, that's true. on a similar yeah. timeline, I think Prodigy. Is yeah, on a similar timeline. Yeah.
2: Makes me think anyway, that, that more
0: happened on that uh, planet where they had to stay for, for you know, a little well, while. I definitely
2: think that. Definitely think that. Um, what you do we think of Shaw time? Time in this? <laughs> oh, yeah. What, what do we think of Shaw in this episode?
1: Well, th- in this episode, I didn't think about it in the previous episode, but I was like, he sure gave up his captaincy real quick. Like, he was like, you deal with it. Uh, and I'm like, Is that, that's kind of weird, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it I think feel the plot actor device-y. has a
1: cold. That's what I was like. I think the actor has a cold. <laughs> he's, he seems very stuffy. Um, but that
2: makes <laughs> sense. Okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, but I think no, I think I, they I, wanted him to be available to do this monologue on the holodeck about well, yeah. Wolf Three Five Nine. You know, and yeah. and and, and the little... chance that he's alive only simply because a has told him to get on a ship when he could have just been, you know, a body left behind. <clears throat>
1: It is crazy how they put Picard back so quickly. Um, I get it because it's a show and they needed to keep the show going. But 11,000 people? I know. I know it wasn't your fault, Picard, because you were assimilated and we unassimilated you, so it wasn't really you, but
0: still... Didn't didn't also like three I, members of Voyager get assimilated and unassimilated too? It's Pretty true. Yeah, yeah. They weren't as, they weren't it. as like hooked in as he was though, or maybe they were.
1: This was a, what I was complaining about in the previous seasons of uh Picard last last season. Uh 7 is shooting all of the recently uh, uh assimilated Borg saying they're not human, shoot them, while right. a couple episodes earlier they were rehabilitating X ex- borg who had been borg for years and and you would just see like all you have to do is separate them from the collective and after a while they start getting their human things back so you gotta make up your mind are they are they expendable or are they human
2: this was ensign lynch sorry (laughs) (laughs) um I, I keep thinking about Shaw because, like, I really like the. I, I really like the character, like even in moments like this when, like, he's relinquishing command and he's yelling at Captain Picard because I like I, I feel like they're painting this picture of this guy who um is a good captain, I think, but he has no ability to cope with the weird curveballs that being in the Federation, yeah. you know, being a Starfleet captain can throw you, where it's like, you know, one day you're just doing your thing, and then the next day, you know, an admiral comes in and he's effectively commandeering your ship and dragging mm. you into like some conflict and everything. And it's like, yeah, you're and Shaw's right. the guy who's like, I just wanted to go to work, man. I, yeah, I didn't want right. to get pulled he into didn't an want to do it. Idea. He was like, no. You're going to
1: be really bored here because we're not blowing up any ships. We're not crash landing anywhere. We're just doing our job and going home. That's what I mm-hmm. want to do as a Starfleet captain. I'm not trying <sighs> to have you know zany adventures across the galaxy i just want to exactly. do my job get all these people safe home safe and sound
0: yeah he's he's like he's the equivalent of a nine-to-fiver he's just like i'm just yeah. here to do my yeah. jab i'm not trying to yeah. go at, yeah. you know, any extra miles here or you know break
2: protocol yeah
1: which you gotta <clears throat> respect. you know you can't it can't can't everybody be kirk be chaos mm-hmm. out there
2: yeah and so, like, I liken that to, and I, I link that to, you know, the, the scene he has with, uh, you know, talking about, you know, the the Battle of Wolf 359. I like this idea of him basically kind of pointing to Picard as basically just like, you know, you you keep giving me things I don't ask for. You know, like when I was a young uh, ensign or whatever, and now when I'm a captain, basically, all I want to do is kind of do this thing, and you just got to make things difficult, and I just don't know how to deal with that. Um, you know, which I I, I think is fair. You know, I I understand that. Uh, I also think it would be very funny if Captain Picard, like every time someone wants to talk to him about his Borg past, if he could be like, (laughs) oh, that wasn't me. I'm a robot now
1: yeah that's true
2: that's very that's true, true. He was not a, he's no longer former yeah. borg Aww. at all that's right wouldn't that be a great gag yeah. wouldn't that be a like, great well, gag actually like,
0: none of my human part is left so
2: I'm sure. whatever yeah. there's, yeah. there's a conversation picard wants to have is always just like oh yes i remember that thing from my past or whatever it's one that he doesn't he's just like that wasn't me that was a robot i'm a robot now
0: or if he gave me a real creep about it he's like before i ascended yeah. to my synth hood or whatever he like, took a real like <laughs> Like yeah. Uppity robot, sort of, you know, <laughs> approach to it. He's like, You flesh bags think you know everything, or something like that. I think I'd really enjoy that. you uh, <laughs> bags of mostly water. Awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: Ugly
0: bag of mostly water. Ugly bags of mostly water, which is like, I feel like that all of the time. <laughs> <God>. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, what was Raffi
1: oh, and Worf doing in this episode?
0: they were not they in did this nothing episode. in this episode they were not no. in this one
1: so they yeah. were there okay
0: yeah. that's why they're I big time in the it. next one but yeah they're yeah. big time in the next one that. but not
1: next week
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yes um <laughs> I-, I wish i like that they're using the holodeck but part of me wishes i was like okay can we can we you know see some other stuff and i why was are like, using
1: that set yeah the that set was like okay it's not that great like
0: and we don't have that much nostalgia connected to it ourselves. We're like, you've been no. here a couple times, I guess. But I think, I guess, it ties in because they have a lot of flashbacks there with him and Will, it seems. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. that's the what the set they built. exactly exactly i get it listen i understand things that something's coming out of i get it i get it yeah yeah it's crazy that i did enjoy um commander Riker hurling an asteroid at um that was pretty cool that
2: entire that entire final sequence was amazing i loved that i loved the birth of the space jellyfish i loved the tech talk basically of them figuring out the way out of it the minute Beverly Crusher starts talking to them about how like these are actually contractions. I was basically just like, I love this. This is amazing. It was so great.
1: Yeah. No, I think it was well done. I think Frakes directed it. I think it was well directed. Mm -hmm. I think he directed it better than he acted, but that's fine. (laughs) Um,
2: I I I liked to. Yeah. (laughs) I I I I like the scene in the conference room where basically you know they kind of have to talk Riker into it and they basically Mm -hmm. have to appeal to his like look we've been in this room before and had even like crazier ideas and they've worked out you know like you have to trust us Um, Mm
1: -hmm. oh yeah and then Jack Crusher did a really weird super British thing he was like Bob's your uncle Jams your jelly and here off we go or whatever he Mm -hmm. said I don't know Mm -hmm.
0: well then they had this moment too where Beverly says (laughs) let's do what we do best. And then Picard just repeats it. Now I'm just like, are you trying to make her ideas sound like your own? Because we all heard her say that
1: first. <laughs> this is why you guys didn't work
0: out.
1: You kept doing stuff like that.
0: You kept taking her ideas and passing them off as yeah. the Picard maneuver.
2: Hey, Will, I have an idea. Let's do what we do best. Like That's like, I just said
0: <laughs> Am I not in the room? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I do like the acknowledgement of, okay, we are good at getting out of a tight squeeze. That is kind of fun Mm -hmm. to be like, Mm -hmm. we've done this before. You know, we might all, we might all have, you know, creaky joints, but we're going to do it again. Um,
1: Yeah.
2: You know what? Something else also that I was thinking about during this episode is we see Deanna at the very end and we get a little bit more information on, um, you know, why Riker and Deanna are separate right now and all that kind of stuff. We were talking last week about how, um, you know, like... Let's get Marina Certis actually in the flesh, you know? Why is mm-hmm. she on a view screen? Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know why production-wise, why they're doing that just yet, but I do know, I can think of watching this episode, I was like, oh, I know why they're not bringing Troy into the mix because they're trying trying to drive the paranoia of who could be a changeling. And right. it's way different when Deanna Troy can walk down the quarters, basically go like, that guy's a changeling. Oh, right. Well, once again- Waylaying her because her power, she's too powerful,
0: <laughs> keeping her out of the, yeah. you know, yeah. ke- keeping her out of the scenes because otherwise, her if she was there, yeah. it would, which they, they've done to her for seasons and seasons and seasons. Yeah, mm-hmm. she knows.
1: She complains about it in all of her interviews that she gives <laughs> every, right. every time she gives an interview.
2: They they should do what they did in the early days of Next Gen, where basically just write the plot as normal, have Troy in the background, and just forget that she has that power.
1: Yeah, yeah just let her stand there in her tight <laughs> outfit.
0: <laughs>
2: Yeah, I would support uh, that.
1: Yeah. So I don't fully just go and just to button up the Shaw thing. I don't fully trust him. Like mm-hmm. I like him, but I'm hoping it's not gonna be one of these uh uh switch bait and switch kind of thing with him. Have you seen the next uh, episode right? or no? I did, I did, I did, I did. Okay. I'm think I'm hoping that like what you see is what you get with him because I think he's an interesting character.
2: Yeah, I agree and I, mm-hmm. I I hope he does not turn out to be a changeling too because I feel like that would sweep all the stuff they're doing with yeah. him, character building under the rug and basically just like it doesn't yeah. matter and I feel like he's interesting enough that I want it to matter
0: yeah. I will say it is giving because of this like who's a changeling, who's not a changeling it, it gives very much Battlestar Galactica vibes
2: <laughs> Oh yeah, he's oh, a Cylon. yeah. He's not a Cylon, oh my gosh you know? yeah. um, I, I, That's a really good point
1: I have another theory that the changelings are like Hybrids like they somehow mated with With humans or something, (laughs) but yeah, with Cylons. With uh, I don't know, I don't know if it's possible. I mean, well, Cylons
0: are from another franchise, so maybe,
1: (laughs) maybe it's possible. You put uh, Chris, you put that thought in my head. I can't get (laughs) it out. Well,
2: (laughs) well, well, what is what do we think is Jack's deal? And I know but i mean like what like what what are our thoughts now at this point because i have so many thoughts Mm. i have so many wonderments here regarding what jack's deal i really hope it's definitely not i don't think it's going in the direction of like well jack is a changeling as well or jack think, is like a changeling who went too undercover and has forgotten he's a changeling like i think that thing. he was kidnapped really by the
0: changelings else. i think he was kidnapped by the changelings and then um hypnotized or like they did like yeah. you know what did, they, what did they do they say they did his soldiers um they call that thing where like the, the training kicks in uh but they don't know what's happened um anyway it's like something sleeper cell, sleeper that, cell. That, mm-hmm. kind of that thing yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Uh, I think there's, well, there has to be some connection between the, the Raffi and Wharf storyline that's happening and uh, what they really broke into Daystrom Institute for. It has to mm-hmm. somehow relate to Jack. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's a weapon. Maybe he's. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe he's a weapon. He doesn't know it. Could be.
0: Maybe he has a British Great accent possible. because really they they um, hypnotized him using the Moriarty hologram, and so yes. that's really got. We out. know Actually,
1: Moriarty is coming. Yeah, he, we're gonna see him.
0: So I mean, maybe that's part we of it. Haven't maybe
1: seen him yet? I'm
0: excited. I'm very. That's excited. what
1: they took from Daystrom
2: Institute. They took Moriarty. <laughs> wow. I don't even like, know, know where this goes, honestly. Well, I, I, think, I really appreciate. I'm, well, no, I just want to say I really appreciate that this season they're bringing out a lot of like stuff from previous Star Trek episodes and seasons and shows and all that kind of stuff. But so far, I feel like they're telling a very tight, organic story that does not depend on you basically going like, oh, this is cool because I get that reference. I really mm-hmm. feel like they're doing a good job of, you know, extending these things out, you know, and um, making it all feel correct for the moment I, I i don't feel like i'm being pandered to with like a bunch of star trek references which you know sometimes star trek can do on occasion i don't feel like they're doing that this season um so i'm i'll be i'll be interested to see if that feeling continues as they mm-hmm. bring in more elements like for example moriarty and stuff like that mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah
0: well good well i think i think we've reached a good uh a good stopping point we um, had a
1: super great discussion today guys we did. We were really on top of our game today. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Without any distracting guest hosts, mm-hmm. it's much easier. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: right? We hit people with facts. We hit people with uh, discussion topics. Hmm. You
0: know. Well, well. Now that we're here, does anyone have any um, recommendations of other things they're enjoying right now? Other other uh, podcasts, TV shows, books, mm-hmm. um, no, uh, dreams. I'm you know, things they recommend forward. dreaming about. Dreams. You know.
1: I'm just looking forward to Wacky Wednesday, thinking I might have pancakes yeah. for dinner.
0: I think you should. I had pancakes for breakfast <laughs> yesterday, and I never do that. And it was really good. It was lovely. Yeah. Ah, very good.
2: Uh, I have no recommendations. I wish.
0: My I recommendation like currently is um, I'm rereading The Three-Body Problem, which is an incredible sci-fi novel that is coming to Netflix, oh. I think, as a series shortly. I think oh, this year. I,
1: I never read that. Hmm. The Three-Body
0: Problem. Three-Body Problem, Yeah. Um, i don't even know how i i read it twice could not describe it to you i know I what happens but like it's so it. hard to it's so hard to explain like how it it's like I, aliens and metaphysics and like eh,
1: yeah i'm the kind of person where the less i know about something the more i will like it if i read it or watch okay, it cool. i then, get then, so okay. annoyed when trailers tell me anything i have to stop stop stop, stop i
0: will stop. be fascinated to see how they do what they do with this trailer because i'll be like oh that ex- okay because i once again read it twice i'm like what is happening but i like i like it. it's a good sort of what is happening kind of thing um yeah so i recommend that cool uh, but other than that i guess uh i think we've come to the end of our time um um uh we don't always have to end with a song we could just end we with um unless you got a song in mind uh <laughs>
2: uh song in your heart
1: the oh Hey, thanks Crossroads Comedy For sponsoring our podcast
2: There we go, Sponsors, I love that Agreed, the right <laughs> yeah Yes, thanks Crossroads <laughs> And this the is the song word? we wrote This is the song Posting we wrote for everything. Crossroads
0: It's yeah. Crossroads where you're doing improv It's Crossroads, maybe sketch too It's Crossroads For your pod That's my, that's my uh, Crossroads yeah. song So There you Perfect. go, I hope that's good Yeah
1: And we're out.